Welcome to another episode of the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I'm Lauren. I'm Jai. I'm Charles. We're all really sad today. I guess it's because we're having a really emotional January. So welcome to the year. Because yeah, yay. we're we're yeah, <laughs> yay. We're doing the cure today from 95, which I think I probably posted about a year ago. It was a while ago that I said we were gonna eventually do it, so we have to do it. And yeah, we're all here to do this movie that I was obsessed with as a kid and I had it on tape and watched it all the time. So yeah, I mean, I'm more excited to find out from both of you, like what, yeah, like what you guys think of it. Cause either, wait, Charles, you had never ever seen it before. No. And Jai, you had seen it before? Uh, Only once, when I was like 12 or 13. Oh, wow. Okay. So, unfortunately for this one, it's like, it's not streaming or like rentable anywhere. And I just happen to have a copy of it. But it is on DVD. If you're a Brad Renfro fan or Joseph Mazzello, then like you should just buy it. Mm. It's probably pretty cheap on DVD. It's worth it. I mean, it's worth trying to track this down to be able to watch it because it's so, so good. But... Charles, what was your first, first impression since you just seen it? Um, well, I had seen the trailer when it came out, like, in 95. Um, and I specifically remember the um, part when they're, like, on the boat l- l- looking at, like, the, the, the Playboys and, like, um, you know, and Brad Renfro's like, these aren't, these aren't moms, these are women. <laughs> so... <laughs> This is um, what they're supposed to look like. Yeah. <laughs> um, so and um, so, um, it, it was always a movie that I was sort of interested in. I, just, I guess I just never really got around to watching it. But um, I, I saw it, and I thought it was just like delightful, and I thought it was fun, and you know, like you know, it kind of like you know, it de- like destroyed me emotionally. Um, yeah. But it, definitely. you know, it. Um, I thought it was fan- fantastic. So yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was great. Cool. Jai, what about you? Yeah, I watched it when I was quite young, probably like a year after it came out. Um, probably, yeah. But I mean, I, I actually watched it because I had like the biggest crush on Brad Renfro. Yeah, me too. I feel like every like 11, 12 year old had a crush on him. He mm-hmm. was like the most beautiful like kid like in Hollywood, I thought. Yeah, he was like a, he was a child star. Wasn't he, was. he in something before this? The client? Um, the client. Was yeah, that well, before, that was before this. Right? No, the client was after, wasn't it? I thought it was before. Um, okay, say, maybe before. Yeah, it's like probably a year before. Yeah, he because he was 11, I think, and in this movie he was 12. Let's see, the client. Oh, yeah, 94, so and literally the year before. When when he was in the client, he was like not a professional actor, right? He was like someone who sort of they discovered like off the street, right? I think so, because like, he's from Tennessee. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I love his accent too. I love that he uses his like Tennessee accent in this movie. Yeah, he I does love a... his accent too. Yeah, I love that he does, which is really cool. Which he doesn't. I don't think he really does in like I'm trying to in Sleepers. No, he had that New York accent. It's actually really crazy that I sent you guys this this um YouTube clip, but it was really it was like like 15 minutes before we were gonna record, but it was like a behind the scenes. But a lot of it is just them actually filming the movie. It's not interviews or anything like that. And it's just them like how they do like the shopping cart and how you see the truck like rigged with the cameras. It's not like an interview oh, kind of cool. like featurette. Okay. But then in the last like two minutes, you just see Brad Renfro like standing by the trailer and he's playing guitar and it's 
fucking incredible. And I was like, holy shit. I had no idea you played the electric guitar like this. Mm. And then you see Joseph Mazzello doing this incredible magic trick. And I'm like, this is so cool. Like that. Then they're like separate. They're like doing it for like different people. And, and then also you hear Brad Renfro doing like a perfect Robin Leach accent. Oh, like, wow. Yeah, like, so he's really good at accents, or he was really good at accents, which is really crazy, too, to think, too. But, yeah, it was, it's really funny. Yeah, they were all like, oh, my God, keep going. Like, so it's doubly sad, too, because the fact that Brad Renfro is not with us anymore, too. Exactly. Yeah, I was, like, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Like, this is just, this is a movie that I think, uh, just like you, I saw because of Brad Renfro, because everybody, I mean, he was just, like, one of the, he was like a like a little younger than Leo, so he was like for our age, he was like the same age as us pretty much. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he was just like, you know, the heartthrob. He was in all those like magazines, like teen magazines and stuff. Like he's in that 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 class of like Joseph Gordon-Levitt and like Heath Ledger and Heath Ledger's what I think came out a little bit later like cuz 10 mm-hmm. Things was like the first thing which was 99, so he was like older. But especially with Brad Renfro, he was, like, the same age as, like, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Like, they were young, and you saw them when they were young, and then you kind of, like, followed them, like, whatever movies they did. And then Joseph Mazzello had already been in Jurassic Park. So he was, like, arguably probably, like, more recognizable to everyone um, instead of... Because Brad... I mean, the client wasn't, like, Jurassic Park, obviously. I mean... No. Well, not just Jurassic Park, but he was also in The River Wild with, like, Meryl Streep. Oh, and, like, I haven't um, seen that. It's good. That. It's good. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, he was. I totally forgot about that. Thank you for reminding me. And now he was in what Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, it seems like he like only works when he kind of wants to. Yeah, like, I was gonna say um, he doesn't do a ton because he also did that HBO m- miniseries called The Pacific, where he plays this um he plays this this uh, guy named Eugene Sledge, who I think wrote like a very famous. M- memoir ab- about the war um, oh but yeah it's it's good um you know it's i mean it's it's like war stuff world war Two. so you know oh, that's I mean, cool um, i mean you know it's like it's not like fun to watch but it's good <laughs> so. yeah yeah i i still want to watch generation kill mm-hmm. um which is like about marines yeah it's not yeah. about a, mar- a marine group yeah I, just because of alexander skarsgård so oh yeah that's great <laughs> that's why i want to see it but i think that's like his first thing that he did in america like that got him like pretty known um but yeah, yeah that's one i want to see but yeah i mean hbo just i mean oh also the last of us is tomorrow i can't fucking wait oh. there's just so much hype about it so i hope that it's good because <laughs> everyone's like really hyping it up i don't know anything about the video game so i'm going in like completely mm-hmm you know, unknowing anything that's supposed to happen, which is actually pr- probably pretty good. This, a lot of people are really like, that doesn't happen in the game. The, this is the new post, the, the new Pedro, Pedro Pascal post-apocalyptic zombie show. Mm-hmm. Cool. And apparently the premiere is like 85 minutes. Oh, wow. So I was like, fuck. So we're getting like a full movie. <laughs> we're getting like a full <laughs> movie for the first one, which is cool. Um, okay, so this premiered April 21st, 1995, directed by Peter Horton and written by Robert Kuhn, I'm assuming, or yeah, I think it's Kuhn, K-U-H-N. Um, I mean, this is... Oh, another thing is that I 
used to watch this movie all the time. And then my mom always saw me watching it. And then one time she said I was out doing something and she was like, let me just watch this movie that she's like always watching all the time. And then she watched it and she was like, Oh my God, it was like the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. It was so good. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if I like really cried that much when I watched it yet when I was younger, but when I was older watching it, I mean, I just kind of like fell apart. Like I think yeah, ha- it's, just, I it, it's think, crazy. Yeah. I feel like I don't remember crying this much in a movie. Um, and then of course now we're still in 95 where AIDS was, I mean, it was a more, everybody knew about it. Like everybody knew about the AIDS crisis from the eighties, but it was still somewhat of a taboo subject. The, the government had at least acknowledged that AIDS was a thing, which I mm-hmm. guess was a step forward. But that's <laughs> so, basically like, it. Yeah. Like it was still kind of like, as you see in this film that there are tons of F slurs everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, like the gay slur. And that was still like a, a thing that was said in TV and in movies, and it hadn't really stopped yet, like how, how it has now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and also very, like, I, I mean, I, I think in 95, we knew that it wasn't airborne, but people were still, like, like how um, Eric, Brad Renfro's character's mom is like, you're not going to catch anything. Don't worry, there's that fence. Like, it's like people didn't even... I know. Like, she was like, I can't believe he leaves the house. Like, somebody saw him at the grocery store. I can't believe that boy leaves the house. So it's very, like... People were, like, deeply I- ignorant about what age was. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember also, it probably, um, in cities might have been different. But maybe, I don't know. I, I just feel like maybe because of where they were, mm-hmm. they didn't they weren't used to know people with AIDS so it was just kind of like even worse you know and they only thought that gay gay people got it I know yeah the fact that he was a baby I think he was like a baby um when he said he got a Dexter um so yeah it's like they didn't even know and of course like we have that scene where like he encounters those bullies and he's like your brother could have gotten it like anyone at a hospital they didn't have the kind of like regimented like testing they have now Mm-hmm. Where, like there were so many people that got it from transfusions. Like there was the boy in the, I think it was the late eighties who had, I think his name was Ryan and he was like the yeah. first national kind of case. And he was, I don't know, like nine or 10. And there was something with like the school was trying to kick him out because he had AIDS or something like that. Because the parents were like, we don't want our kids going to school. It was a huge, it was a huge story. And he got it from a transfusion. And that that was the kind of thing that was the catalyst that, like, look, everyone can get it. This is not a just a drug that people only get from sexual contact or whatever, like fluid transfer. And it's not only gay men. It's not, you know, it's like children, like anyone can get it. It um this was um this was after Magic Johnson had come out publicly oh. and said that he was H- H- HIV positive. And that oh, sort of like okay. that sort of opened a lot of things up because you know, he was like famous and I think he said he got through sexual contact, but he, you know, said he only slept with with women. So I think that was kind of a big deal, too. And um, we also, I think in 95, did not uh, really differentiate between HIV positive and AIDS. It was no. like, if you said you had HIV, it was like you had AIDS. Because, I, I mean, obviously the drugs were not as developed as they are now, where a lot of people now, if you get HIV... It can, it never, not never, but it's rarer that it actually like goes into AIDS. Mm-hmm. It like sometimes you can like manage it where it becomes now undetectable when that was not a thing in 95. 
And then um, now it like it seems like then it was like he had AIDS, which is almost like AIDS was like the more severe form of the disease, which is like when it progressed. So if he had it as a baby, then he's had it for like 10 plus years. Yeah. Um, so which is a long time, you know, that that the mom's been dealing with this and everything, too. And it's just so sad how there are no fathers in these pictures either. Mm. Like, it's just like ugh, it's terrible. And I never you know, we never find out what happened with Dex's dad. Like, yeah. did he leave? Was there ever a man in the picture? Like, you know, we just don't know. Um, and then obviously Brad Renfro's dad in the story is like a piece of shit. So, and so is I mean, the mom. I mean, he probably wants to get get away from his horrible wife. Yeah, his <laughs> so. like alcoholic wife, <laughs> yeah. apparently. Because he said that she drinks a lot. But yeah, I mean, this is one of those films that's just like, it sticks with you too. Like, um, a lot of people, it's one of those things that people watch one time. Like, I think I wrote on Twitter that I was watching this and I was like, I'm destroyed. I'm watching this for, for uh, an upcoming podcast. And someone commented like, oh, I watched this in the nineties when I was in my Brad Renfro obsession, but I don't know if I could watch it again. Like, it's just so sad. I was like, yeah, it's sad at the end, but like the middle and like the adventure part of it, I just, it's so good. Like the, I just love like when they take off and they just encounter all these different people and they go through these like cool pre-social media adventures where nobody yeah. can find them and they're just out like on a well, made raft, you know? Well, also it seems like they have, they had lots of free unsupervised time. Yeah. <laughs> was you this know? the summer or what? Yeah. It was. Yeah. yeah it was. Right? He got let out. Says, yeah. Okay. Go to summer camp. Oh, that's right. Yeah. She's yeah. like, you're going to summer camp. Um, okay, cool. Well, let's get into behind the scenes, if anyone found anything. There isn't a ton. It's one of those, like, 90s films that doesn't have a ton. I just have that the budget was $10 million, so that's kind of okay. a lot for 95. I'm sure they were banking on both of these stars, really drawing the mm. box office in, but I'm sure the subject matter was just not something that was as, I don't know, like, blockbuster material. Yeah, but it only made two and a half million, so it did it's not crazy. make much money I can't at all. I believe it, but I mean, I kind of yeah. yeah well, you say the the budget was ten million, but it actually originally was meant to be twenty. What? Yeah, it was twenty, wow. but because uh, the studio didn't, they basically no director had expressed any like uh, desire to be part of it. The yeah, they basically cut the budget in half and they hired Peter Horton to direct it. Wow. That but sucks. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Like why they wouldn't want to do it. And another reason why uh, critics suck, I mean, we're critiquing now, but main critics, is Rotten Tomatoes gives us a fucking 45%. That's what I'm saying. Well, I How dare you? It. And the audience score is 85. Like, that is what we're talking about. Like, what a difference. How do you give it 45%? How? Yeah, like, show me the receipts. Like, yeah, I, where are you scoring? Yeah. <laughs> like, what is your score? I'm, um, and, I'm looking at you, the you East German judge from hell. Like, <laughs> Olympics. <laughs> and IMDb gives it a 7.7 .7 out of 10. I mean, that's okay, since IMDb scoring is, is more antiquated. Like, that, I don't think people vote much anymore. But... That seems that seems more on par, I think. Yeah, you know? I, can, I can see that. I can totally see that. And um, the only note that I have, and I'll let you guys take over, is that 
Um, both boys were actually the same age. I think Brad Renfro turned 12 on production, but it really actually just led to, it really like lent itself to the script that they were just so differing in size because that mm-hmm. wasn't really intentional, but it really worked really well that, you know, Brad Renfro just happened to be taller and bigger than Joseph Mazzello. So I thought that was kind yeah. of a cool, a yeah, cool, that was cool. Bit. yeah. But yeah, what did you guys find out? Jai, what did you find out? Um, well, the same stuff like you, but... Um, yeah, there's not a ton. Yeah, There's not much, but... Yeah, so this basically the script sort of became kind of like really popular when Steven Spielberg had production show interest in buying it. Mm-hmm. And then there was a, a like a bidding war and he ended with a million dollar sale to Eric Eichner. Isn't it? How do you pronounce that name? It's German. Anyway. Oh, I don't know. When, and he went to sell of like to island pictures. Um, and I, I can't remember if Michelle Pfeiffer used to be married to Peter Horton or yeah, to Eric. Did. Peter, right? Okay. Peter, cool. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she was asked to, to be in the movie and she declined and so did Meg Ryan. And they all were like, no. I think they just know it was interesting in the film because of, I, I guess because of the subject matter, but also, um, yeah, I guess people did, they felt that it was kind of like a weird topic they didn't want to be associated with, which is really sad. That's sad. No. Yeah, that's really sad. Yeah, I just have that. Oh, okay. God, how weird. Charles. Charles, um, yeah, you, Charles, you've got a lot. You've got a lot of, um. Okay notes in here and some oscar rage uh, um, thread incoming <laughs> god those sons of bitches um so um so i uh so i didn't realize that peter horton was like the peter horton who was in like children of men he played Bert in children of men what? really know? yeah like he he was the he was the guy when like the redheaded kid has like linda hamilton and yeah. was, like, he's, like holding her by the throat and he's like outlander Outlander, come out! And you know, that—that's oh what he was God. talking about. He was talking about you know Peter Peter Horton. Um, oh wow! So um, um, so directors who turned down this movie included Sidney Pollack, who had done like Out of Africa with like Meryl Streep and Robert um, Robert uh, Redford, and also Rob Reiner. He he turned it down. Um, Paul Brickman, who directed Risky Business, turned this down too. And I was like, well, that was probably for the best. Um, Side note, you said Children of Men, but I think it's Children of the Corn. Oh, yes, yes. I I have not seen, I I just saw Children of Men, and I was like, I was like, wait, Children of the Corn is totally different. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I was like, confused. I was like, is Red like in Children of Men? Yeah, I was like, Oh God, that movie also wrecked me. <laughs> Children yeah, of Men. Good. Yeah, it was um, good. Oh <laughs> uh, God, we have have like two and a half hours of like a brooding Clive Owen, you know, just going. Yeah, like, oh. that was pretty good. Um, and then um, Martin Brest um also turned down this movie. He directed Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Beverly Hills Cop, and Scent of a Woman. Um, no, he could not have directed Fast Times. That's Amy Heckerling. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Oh. So wrong. Well, whoever wrote that note. <laughs> well, he no Amy Hagerling. Direct- <laughs> Clueless. He directed Beverly Hills Cop and Scent of a, of a Woman. Then. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Well, those are that's good enough. Yeah, <laughs> that's good enough. Um, and 
Um, as is probably to be expected, since apparently no one wanted to touch this um, movie at all, just like, you know, patrons with AIDS, um, this movie was more or less ignored by the uh, Academy, and by com- more or less, I mean completely. Um, God. And, um, you know, I-, I believe it did receive some recognition for, like, the Young Artist Awards, which I think was, like, a award show that recognizes recognizes performances by young artists or children. Um so I guess there's that. But also, um, I have to say, the Academy just can't seem to get a damn thing right. Because, no. like, because like Dexter's mom was um, not nominated for an Oscar. And I thought she was brilliant. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, I, th- I thought both, you know, both leading performances were fantastic, too. And also, I have a beef with them, too, because when Brad Renfro died in 2008, he was cut from the In Memoriam. Um, Can like, you believe that? What? Yeah. Wait, mm-hmm. I don't any of this please tell me and it um i think it was the same year that keith ledger had died too Uh and um um, same month they both died in january oh that's right that's right Uh and i was gutted i was like my childhood is crumbling like and i I think that it was it was like um it was it was like thought that brad renfro was cut because he died of a you know because he didn't because his death was like not honorable he died of a heroin overdose yeah but he uh, also like, died of an overdose exactly. yes but he was less he was more famous so therefore oh, he counts <laughs> so apparently these these people are just stupid um and um someone else was left off of the memoriam it was someone like joan rivers like it was someone oh, like really crazy that it was like what i think it was joan rivers the year that she died everyone's like what <laughs> she's yeah. literally a fucking hollywood icon like what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. These I, I like, I like you know hate the Oscars and I just love them and I just don't care anymore. So <laughs> that's just me. <laughs> God, how fucking that's just so awful too. Especially like I feel like Brad Renfro would have been one of those um, actors who like didn't play like almost like a Johnny Depp. Like I'm not out here to like win an Oscar. Like, mm. I'm going to do what I want to do, and if I win, then cool, but I'm not out here, like, Brad Pitt fucking drooling to get that fucking Oscar. Like, all yeah. right, dude, we gave it. And same with Leo. Like, they're not, like, doing things that they're like, give me the Oscar, please. Like, he's just going to do whatever the fuck he wants, and he doesn't play by Hollywood's rules, I think. That no, I, don't, I, I don't think he would have. I, I, I could see him, you know, like, um, you know, like, forming his own, like, production company and, you know, like, doing his own stuff, mm-hmm. you know. and it, Yeah, it, picking you know. what he wants to do. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, but yeah, he but, should have won for Bully. Yeah, he was so <laughs> he was good. So, he was so good in Bully too. Yeah, he's good in everything. Like app pupil. I mean, he literally is good in everything. I mean, it's I Deuce is wild. Um, I it's just like it's nuts. Yeah, he did he did a lot. It's like a lot of those actors who die really young, and then you like look at their catalog, and it's just like like Heath Ledger. Like everything they did was just great. Like there was just nothing that was yeah. bad. You just pick really good roles. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. It's sad. Wait, so who did win in, was this 90, this came out in 95, so would this be the 96 Oscars? Yeah, so this would have been the year that like Nicolas Cage won for Leaving oh, Las Vegas. Oh, I to still watch Leaving Las Vegas. And like, um... You I haven't think, seen that? No, it's on my list. Every time it's on my list on like Netflix or whatever, then it like leaves and then it comes back. But I want to do an episode on it because I want to do it from like my first time watching it because I know he won the Oscar I just for watched it. it like last year for the first time. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's good. It's Yeah, it's, I want to see it. It's, it. it's a movie you should probably see at least once. You know, it's probably... 
not like a movie you'll probably want to see ever again, but I think you should see it at least once. Yeah, I mean, I love Nicolas Cage. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. definitely, yeah, going to watch it. Um, So this is the year that um, Braveheart won for Best Picture. Oh. And um, Mel Gibson won for Best Director. And Susan Sarandon won Best Actress for Dead Man Walking. Oh, and, yeah, I forgot about that movie. That um, a long time ago. And, uh... Kevin Spacey won Best Supporting Actor for The Usual Suspects. I mean, as problematic as Kevin Spacey is, that fucking movie is so good. And, and Ryan Singer is also problematic, too. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, uh, other nominees this year for Best Actor include Anthony Hopkins for Nixon, Massimo Trossi for The Postman, Richard Dreyfuss for Mr. Holland's Opus, and Sean Penn for Dead Man Walking. Oh. Um, yeah, there were a lot of big, like, big movies that year. Yeah. Um, Best actress in a supporting role. The nominees were Kathleen Quinlan for Apollo 13, Mare Winningham for Georgia, Kate Winslet for Sense and Sensibility, Joan Allen for Nixon, and the Oscar went to Mira Servino for Mighty Aphrodite. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So it was kind of a it was kind of a stacked uh, year. Yeah. But yeah, I the the Academy wasn't as progressive. Not at all. Yeah, like they would definitely have not given it to anyone in 95. I mean, that's sad. That's so sad. Oh, man. And this also was filmed in Minnesota, which I thought was cool. And it reminds me of, like, Benny and June. Like, the... Yeah, like, the locale. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, which I think was filmed in the Pacific Northwest, but, like, the houses and, like, the river in the back... Like, just really close to the houses, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that really reminds me of Benny and June. It was really cool. Like, that whole locale was so cool. And the houses, like, the style of the houses. Yeah. Which I love just the houses and the interiors um, in this movie, too. It was just so homey and, like, cozy. And, like, the attic where uh, Dex lived. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. Like, all the wood. Like, exposed wood and everything, which I thought was neat. But, yeah. Dexter's, it was cool. De- Dexter's house also had that really great front porch. Yeah. Yeah. I love those houses. I know. Yeah. I love it. And so green, too. Like, all the yards. And they just have, yeah, like, all the flowers and everything. It was just cool. It's just a nice little town. Just a yeah. really cool little town, which is neat. So, yeah. Cool. Anything else? Uh, No, that's it for me. Alrighty, let's move on to fashion. Louise Frogley is the fashion designer, or the costume designer for this one. Now, other notable things that she did the costumes for are Traffic, Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, El Camino, that Breaking Bad film. El Camino. (laughs) Yeah, which I still haven't seen. Uh, Ocean's 13, The Rules of Attraction, which we did. Cherry Falls, which we also did. Abandon and Stigmata. Those were the oh, like, wow. notable ones that I wrote down, but there are a lot of others. But yeah, she still she still does do costumes, which I thought was cool. So yeah, what did you guys think about Jai? What did you think about the the I costumes in here? I have no, not much. Uh, in fact, nothing to say about the costume design. Uh, I mean, it's I very just, regular. It's very like is. what just, boys wore, you know. I know. It's just I guess because of the type of movie, you don't really. It's not gonna have any focus on fashion, you know, like. I don't know. It's just blah, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's very, like, normal. Yeah, it's very, yeah, very normal. normal. But I do like that... Um, I like that uh, Dexter's mom has this, like, pixie cut. Like, it's cool. Yeah, yeah, it is cool. I do like her hair. 
I always think of her as Tony Soprano's like psychotic uh, girlfriend. Oh, I've never <laughs> seen that show. Oh my god, it's really good. She's like a literal psychotic girlfriend that he has in like seasons like two or three, mm. and she's really good. I, she might have even been nominated for an Emmy because she was like a real standout in that I think, season. Okay. I think she well, won an Emmy for that role. Oh, she yeah. I mean, very well. Yeah. She very well okay. could have. Yeah, she that's was incredible. Cool. Yeah, I mean, that's another show that I don't think is like as worthy of the hype as in one of the greatest shows ever but it definitely is worth watching yeah. like you don't okay. even have to be interested in the mob like it's actually just really good you know characters that you yeah, just get invested maybe in one yeah. Day. yeah maybe um, one day yeah i mean it's out so it's not like it's yeah. hard to find <laughs> but yeah she's really good in that i uh, do too. have one more note on fashion that oh I yeah said. um i do love um eric's like suit at the funeral oh yeah just because he's clearly wearing like suit that doesn't fit him you know it's like Mm -hmm. really it's basically like balenciaga 2020 (laughs) yeah it is yeah it is yeah it's like all these kids are like spending lots of money on buying like a balenciaga blazer where they can just go to a thrift store and get like a three sizes larger like men's blazer like an ill-fitting blazer (laughs) i know how big the sleeves are and then he's wearing his sneakers you know it's cool did you see that weird brad pitt suit I think I sent it to you when he was on some red carpet and it was like, I don't even know what designer that was, but it was like a purposefully like ill-fitting suit that was like the collar was off to the side. It was like boxy and baggy and all these weird places. It's not, I I don't mind the suit. I think it will be cool in in like someone else, but I feel like on him he was like trying too hard. Yeah, mm -hmm, Yeah, he looks like he's styled now. Like yeah. he wears like a kind of specific style. When... I really want to know the, the stylist. I want to know Robbie Margot's stylist and I want to know Brad's stylist. It's probably the same person to be honest. You're like, I have a few words to say to you. <laughs> I know. Someone called me out early on Instagram because they're like, wow, you've become such a harsh critic. What? what? Is that? I'm like, because I criticize sex, not Sex and the City, but the sequel, whatever it's called. Oh, that picture, yeah. What is it called? And just it's like, like that, that or something? Oh, just yeah. like that, yeah. Um, And I was like, no, the styling is awful. But yeah, apparently I'm harsh. <laughs> but you have an opinion. How is that? I mean, like, I mean, that's why <laughs> they're celebrities. <laughs> that's the, that's the deal, you know? Opinion. Like, a lot of people are kind of like, well, you've been really grumpy. I'm like, grumpy. having an opinion about styling is, doesn't make me a grumpy person. That's like not right. Yeah. Anyway, I'm a bit upset about it, so yeah, that's I think that's why I had to put it out there. <laughs> oh, that's lame that they're like pissed about it. Like, you're really grumpy. It's like what? So I'm just I supposed know. to not say anything? It's just supposed to like I just don't say anything then. Right, but I'm not a grumpy person just by expressing my view on styling. You no, know? you're like this is what I do. I mean, well, it's not like I'm I'm like talking about something I don't do. And right, they're like, well, exactly. you don't do this, so how are you going to, like, comment? I don't know what you're talking about, you know? Yeah. You're like, um, well, this is not what I would put her in. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, why would you put her in that? Oh, cool. Yeah. All right, Charles, do you have any fashion notes? Um, I, I have a couple. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, I, I have a few. I wonder if no one said mine yet, so I wonder. Um, So <laughs> I like the dress that Lynn... Linda wears. I think it's the first scene that we see her when she's coming home. She has her hands full, and she's like... You know, like juggling groceries and like the dry cleaning. It's just like, kind of like a generic white dr- dress with like flowers. You know, mm-hmm. that you saw yeah, like, I like that one over, too. You know, mm-hmm. 1995, and then, um, and then um, yellow and yellow and blue is like probably my favorite com like 
color com- combination on screen. And mm-hmm, there's nice. a there's a shirt where um there's a shirt that Eric wears that's just like really baggy and it's just yeah. like a like yellow shirt with like blue 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 stripes mm-hmm. and it just looks really comfortable and like well worn. I was like, oh, I want that shirt. Yeah, um, I, do. I love all so, of his like baggy shirts. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, and also, I kind of wanted his shoes too. They looked really comfortable. The Chucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did have that <laughs> written down because I'm a sneakerhead. I wrote Chuck Taylor All Stars and Adidas Sambas, baby. That's what uh, Dexter had Adidas, and um, Eric had the Converse. So that was cool. And the penny loafers. Yeah, yeah. At the end, yeah. yeah. The black penny loafers. Not the burgundy ones that you usually see. Did you ever have kids in your class who wore penny loafers with the pennies in them? I, did. I don't think so. Oh, I did. There were a few guys who used to wear them. Like the pennies. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Um, cool. Is that that's what you got? Yes. Cool. No one said mine. Okay, so my first one that I really loved is Angle. Um, I loved her blue heart tie-dye shirt that Ty also has on in Clueless when they do the makeover. Um, It's really cool. I also love her her shorts. I love those 90s, like, denim shorts that were tight. They were, like, high-waisted. They were tight. They were like the Levi shorts, like the blue jean shorts. Yeah, really big. yeah. And her I friend. Yeah, yeah, they're really cool. And they were like cut, but they were tight. They weren't mm-hmm. like loose. They were tight, which I thought was really cool. And then her friend, who I don't think we ever knew her name that she brought with her, had on this really cool like green shirt. And then she also had the shorts on, but hers were baggy. And it looked kind of like that was the guy's shirt, mm-hmm. the guy that she was with. Like it looked like it was his shirt. I thought it was really cool. Um, I love Eric's like jean shorts too. The way like the length <laughs> that they fall was so of the time. It was yeah. like b- right below the knee. They're like the jorts, like jean shorts, yeah. <laughs> which I thought was cool. Um, and I also, I love all of the tones were like coastal and earthy. Like mm-hmm. nothing was bright and everything was just very like olive. And we're still kind of in the grungy era of fashion still. So it's, everything is still kind of like faded. All the shirts were faded. Like they were washed a tons of times and like stonewash, you know, everything was like stonewash. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of like the vibe of that. It was all like monochrome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. Even the other kids, even like the kids in the school in the very beginning, when you mm-hmm. see them all coming out, like no one had on really, really bright colors. Even the, like the bullies had on kind of like washed stuff. It was bright, but it was like stonewash. So it was never really, really bright. Which I thought was really cool. Um, and then we have just like, yeah, I just love all of like the shirts that they have that are just too big for them and just really boxy. And I also like Pony's outfits. I think he's super hot, Nikki Cat. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had on like the black shirt and he had like that baggy like cargo shorts. I mean, he was in Dazed and Confused like the year before this. Oh, yeah. Or two years before this. So I, I liked their like outfits and stuff. And then all the plaids, like, Eric, like, Brad Renfro had, like, a lot of plaid shirts. He had, like, blue ones. He had, like, this pullover that had a half zip, which a lot of guys, I remember, <clears throat> my class who had those. Like, he just had a lot of really cool shit that was just normal, but it was cool. Like, yeah. I liked it. I liked how, how he dressed. But, yeah, that's all I have for fashion. Um, music, I mean, it's literally one song, Great Escape by Mark Cohn, that <laughs> yeah. apparently is only for this movie. I don't think it was ever released anywhere, because I really love this song. But I can't believe they wouldn't release it anywhere. I'm so, it's odd. Especially Island Pictures, which is a record label. Like, Island Records was a big label in the 90s, so I'm surprised that... Yeah, they, they had a score, I think, that got nominated for a Grammy. 
But it was, yeah. Mm-hmm, but they didn't have this song on it, which maybe it was Mark Cohn. Like Mark Cohn also did a lot of really, really good uh songs that were in the first season of Dawson's Creek. Um, uh, and first and second season of Dawson's Creek. Um, one of them was when uh, Gail and Mitch got into that fight in the kitchen about them finding out that Gail was cheating. Um, and there was like a really good song, and that's a Mark Cohn song too. But uh, <laughs> yeah. that yeah, that's all I really have for music because there yeah that there wasn't really much, unfortunately. But I I think that actually would have benefited if they had a, a more like well rounded soundtrack. I totally agree. Like it, they could have gone. I mean, as much as I like that song, they couldn't add like cooler, um, edgier songs. To, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they yeah. totally could have. I, I don't and know if it was then, a budget thing or what. The soundtrack did so much for films. Yeah, especially in the '90s. It's not like now where things are a little different. It's like that's what you use to sell the film. You know, mm-hmm. so I don't really know why. Maybe uh, you know what? And also, we have no idea since it was such a apparently like taboo subject maybe record labels and bands didn't want to be in the the movie like we never know maybe they were like yeah we love it but we don't want to be associated with this movie like people were really fucking like homophobic and like i don't even know like what an, another word would be for it like against this disease but they were really like scared and thought it would affect their careers well, i mean not too long before this there was a big deal that princess diana had like touch an AIDS patient you know so like there was that like time she I think she visited New York um but yeah she she used to do a lot she was one of the first ones to be like I spoke in about like that kind of cause you know what I mean Mm -hmm. not cause that issue yeah yeah because they just swept it under the rug for so long Mm -hmm. until they couldn't I mean until it was like impossible to do anymore that's insane that's just that's sad well, let's move on to favorite scenes and lines. I mean, this shouldn't be favorite. It's more, like, notable. Yeah. <laughs> like, everything is so sad. And, like, I don't even know what I'm going to name this episode. It's probably going to be Shut Up Angle. <laughs> that's what I'm going to... I think that's what I'm going to call it. Because there's nothing else that's, like, funny. Everything yeah. else is, like, really serious. But, but yeah, I mean... So, uh, wait. Jai, what do you got? Um. Okay, favorite scene... It's more like a whole sequence. Mm-hmm. It's from when they go to the candy shop and he's like, try this. And he's like, are we allowed to do this? And he's like, of course. How, how else are you supposed to know what you like, which ones you like or something along those lines? <laughs> and then they, they buy a lot of candy or chocolate or whatever. And then they go home and it, like Dexter is in a trolley, in like a shopping trolley. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just love that sequence from the moment the kids come and oh, they're like, sense. oh, yeah, what is that smell, you faggot? It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, we accidentally stepped on your mother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, like, they come down the hill. <laughs> it's just really funny. And then I love when they, like, just go. It's, like, really scary. It looks yeah. like it's them. But they're flying. Like, not them. You think it was, like, them playing that? Yeah, yeah, well, you see in that behind the scenes, you see when they actually show more of, like, the front of the cart, you can see where it's attached to a, well, a truck. Oh, okay. Yeah, but, yeah. but when you see the wide shot of them just going down, like, that's them, I'm sure, unless it's a stunt. And that we don't... looks so scary. Yeah, but it maybe... looks like it's pretty fast. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Um, I, I love, I mean, this actually quite a lot that I love, just, like, when they go, they start experimenting with science and... um. 
Eric makes all these teas for Dexter to mm -hmm. drink out of class. Oh, like, God. I love. I know. He's like, do you know anything about science? He's like, no, really. <laughs> yeah. You need to have a control group. I was like, yeah, but then you would also need to have HIV in order for this to work. I know. <laughs> of course, you're going to be okay eating all this candy. I mean, all of that, that, that journey, which feels to me really realistic because mm -hmm. I remember being a kid and you just don't. You literally do shit like that. You're just so dumb, but mm -hmm. naive. But it's really sweet. Um, I love that. I love all those moments of them together. And I favorite lines. Not again, really lines because they're just like massive dialogues. But mm -hmm. I love when they're looking at the uh, porn magazines and Dexter is like, this doesn't look like my mom. <laughs> And Eric is like, these aren't moms, these are women. This is what they're supposed to look like. I know. <laughs> so funny. This is what they're supposed funny. to look like. <laughs> and another one that I absolutely love so much is when they're like on the river and he's like, What does your dad do? And it's like, Do you know a rock band called Led Zeppelin? He's like, No. It's like they're really famous. Well, the guitar player, Jimmy Page, and then Dexter is like, is that your dad? No, but my dad sold him his car insurance. <laughs> For Pontiac Trans Am. So good. Yeah, so cute. Um, yeah, I would say those are my favorite moments, I, I think. Oh, okay. Cool. Nice. Charles, what about you? Oh, uh, let's see. Um, I love the opening credits. We get like... Eric's kind of like a uh, walk home from school. And I love that it's like all twisty and turny and takes all these mm -hmm. like, shortcuts. Yeah, I um, like that too. Like um, my uh, siblings went to BCC and um, they uh, like, I, I think I followed them to school one day and they like took all these like back paths, which I thought was kind of cool. Oh, that's um, cool. Um, you followed them to school? I, I was, I, I was going, I was going somewhere. I don't, I don't know what I was doing. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Um, and let's see, um, I love, um, well, I don't want to say, I, I, I like, I like the way it was done. Um, the, like, scene when, like, um, Dexter and Eric, like, just first start talking and, you know, Eric's like, my grandma says you're going to hell. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then um, I just like the way that Dexter handles that, I, I thought was like, you know, fan fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, and he's like, wow, she must be some kind of genius. Yeah. He's like, my dad, my doctor's really smart. And he says he has no idea what happens to people after they die. He's like, she's a checkout at Kmart. <laughs> she's um, just a cashier at Kmart. Um, so I love like the like montage of them just like playing you know and how they like capture the frog um mm -hmm. and um i uh checked and in um 2008 um scientists discovered a frog in madagascar that was nicknamed beelzebufo ampingus and what? um um it uh that translates to the frog from hell and it, it was... sounded like Beelzebub. I was like, is this something about the devil? devil um, frog. And it was a frog of about 16 inches long that lived in, like, um, like oh, that lived big. in Madagascar at the time of the dinosaurs. And apparently it was so large that it used to, like, capture and eat big, big baby dinosaurs. And what? they found, 
Yeah, and they like found like di- like baby dinosaur bones like mixed in with the uh, with this discovery, wow. um, and apparently Beelzebufo impinga is the largest frog um, discovered of all time. Um, wow! Yeah, so I felt like I should say something about that. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> they captured the frog. <laughs> yeah, um, I love um, Eric's speech to to the bullies and just how he like you know it's know. like diffuses that situation i was like that was the first time i started to like tear up in this movie i love mm-hmm. how like he throws a rock anyway i know i was gonna <laughs> say and then he throws it anyway yeah. and he's like why'd you do that and he's like, <laughs> then the, the guy's like oh and he's like get him <laughs> like um, and they like run after him i love the re- reference to to the to the movie <laughs> medicine man that was released in 1993 um oh yeah just because i i specifically remember sean connery from the trailer saying i've lost it i've discovered the cure of the 20th century and now i've lost it um (laughs) um oh sean connery um and um the uh tagline for that movie was um he was a he turned his back on civilization only to discover he had the power to save it. Oh, um, wow. What a tagline. <laughs> um, and um, let's see. Um, and then um, just uh, this is um, um, and also uh, Eric's mom is such a piece of shit. I like really hate her. Oh, she's like horrible. <laughs> like, Lord. She was um, so bad. She is also uh, Christina from the movie Mommy Dearest. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, you know, that scene when Joan Crawford says, No more wire hangers ever! <laughs> um, so there's that. <laughs> I do love that we get, like, Dex's mom, like, checking the fuck out of her at the end. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> like, literally, like, almost strangling her up against the wall. Like, I love how she didn't just, like, bring her in and go, like, you know, talk to her. I love that she was, like, so overcome that she was like, fuck this. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna, like, you know, put this person up against the wall and be like, how dare you fucking do this? I thought their, um, the raft that they make when they're running away is just, looks so much fun. Yeah, <laughs> that was a pretty good raft. Yeah, yeah. I um, have to say. I, um, I did say I got kind of nervous when, I, when you kind of figure out that it's the Mississippi River because oh, no. um, apparently um, bull sharks have a tendency <gasps> to swim up the Mississippi River. Oh, shit. They, really? they're, they're one of the few, like, um, like, like large, like, um, sharks that are, are both very aggressive and they do attack people. And oh, they are wow. also able to, like, switch back and forth between saltwater and f- f- freshwater. And they've, and they've been discovered as far north as, like, it, Illinois. Um, Fuck. Yeah, so it's, like, um, so, you know, it's, like, incredibly rare, but it's, it's something that, it's an animal that, like, is very aggressive and does swim in f- f- freshwater. So, Damn. you know, that's, so that's the sort of thing that I tend to st- stress out about but um yeah holy shit yeah that would be pretty terrifying they wouldn't do that to us though i i I, it would probably be a it would probably be a major plot twist um (laughs) yeah that would have been something they would do now yeah i feel like the way that it was going they probably wouldn't have done that then (laughs) that would have been crazy but um 
and then I also, I also love when they're on the boat and they get like banished to the shore. And, yeah. um, and like, how are those T bones, boys? <laughs> and like, and and like Eric is like so mad. And he's just like, this sucks. Yeah, so, I said this sucks. <laughs> And then the next morning where he's like, it's nine o'clock, let's go. And then like, uh, and then like, we, you said we're going straight to New Orleans. And Angle is like, so you get there a couple of days later, it's not going to kill you. And he's like, shut up, Angle. <laughs> like, that's like my favorite. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. That's like the only like really funny part. That was like, those were like really funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Cool. Is that all you got? Um, let me see. Um, it's not so much a scene, but I think river tubing just looks really fun. Like, yeah, it does. I mean, I like went, I like went once when I was in high school, and it was like sort of, it was sort of, it was it was weird. It was like in, on a river that sort of went in in a loop. So, um, oh, okay. But yeah, it was cool. Um, it. It um, we went tubing during a lightning storm, which was questionable. But um, yeah, that <laughs> doesn't seem like it would be the best idea. But it, I um, this was while I was in boarding school. School, and this was one of the few experiences I actually enjoyed. Oh, <laughs> so. that explains it all. They're like they signed waivers. Let them fucking go. If something happens, who cares? <laughs> like I was gonna say, you I wouldn't go voluntarily, but if it was a school sponsored trip, then they're like, yeah, they signed waivers, so it's fine. Um, I also love the scene um, when they uh, get when like they get home and they like spring the trap where um, you know Eric like comes to, to the door from Dexter's hospital room. He's like, "Yo, my friend's died. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's not breathing." <laughs> it's just it's just a, the way that like um, Joseph Mozell like springs to life. I think it's just like so funny. <laughs> so the way that the first nurse who was or like first doctor who was like, "Well." We all knew this day was coming. And then, no. of course, like, the and then, like, the actual doctor, like, Bruce Davidson, played by Bruce Davidson, actually, like, reprimands her. Like, don't ever say that to one of my patients ever again. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, a horrible oh, bedside just, manner. What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> Come on. Um, and there is also that brief scene when, like, they're playing Sorry with that nurse. Um, mm -hmm. That seems fun. Because, like, Sorry is, like, such a contentious game that it just seems yeah. like... You know, it's it's just fun to play in like a big group of people. You know, and you, um, as people in my college used to do, they used to, they used to try to make make the other people people cry. So what? Like you know, they'd, they'd be like, "Oh, sorry," and um, and then like so someone would be like, "Okay," and then there's an, "Oh, what's wrong, pony girl? You're the girl with the pony. Oh, what's wrong, pony girl? Tear, tear." Um, oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> wow. Um and um then um um and also um also just like that car ride home from the hospital after oh, Dexter God. dies when um like um when his like m m mom is crying and um Eric is uh like I should try harder. Yeah, he's like apologizing. Yeah. That I cry so much there. I know. Yeah. It's like she's like, "What? Why?" And like, you know, cuz you cuz like, you know, cuz he couldn't find the cure and she's just like, "Oh." <laughs> like she's just like, "You poor boy. You look sweet, sweet boy." I was like, "Oh my god." Um 
But what are your your favorite scenes? Oh, good. Okay, I'm glad that like um, I'm glad that like a lot of them weren't mentioned because I was like, there's okay. so many that like oh, aren't mentioned. Cool. So, okay, so I like you also love the beginning um, credits where you get to actually see the town. Mm-hmm. But the thing I really love is that in the very beginning we just get such a contrast in home life. Like, you really see how Eric is completely on his own and, like, a latchkey kid. Yeah. And you find out that his mom works 22 hours a day. Like I on... that was a lie. I wasn't sure that was actually... I don't know, because she probably doesn't work every day, but I bet she... Because if she works in real estate and then she works at the Mini Mart downtown overnight, then she probably does work, like, a graveyard shift. Okay, I watched the movie thinking that he lied and said that just to... To explain why he spent so much time there. So kind of like, yeah, like, you know. I think it might not have been 22 hours, but it's a long time because she's never home. You you right. like see her at home random times, but a lot of times too, when like they're going to have dinner, he's like, yeah, my mom's not home, so it's fine. Like she's never mm-hmm. home. And then yeah. even when you see her like later on, when I think Dexter's sick, you see Eric looking out the window and you see the mom like folding up the real estate signs Mm -hmm. and like putting them in the garage and then getting in the car like she's literally always gone yeah all the time and that's probably why like all all, like you know summer camp you see him like you know microwaving Mm -hmm. the like butterfingers you know for dinner like you just know that like she's never there and then also you see how cold and terrible she is and then you see dexter and like the very first time that you see linda she's just like you you think that she's going to be like a really tough mom and she's mm-hmm. like i warned you what was going to happen if you got all dirty again and then he looks scared and then automatically they're like playing around yeah so you can yeah. see like the difference and like he has such a warm and like loving mom and and you know eric doesn't at all and eric has no friends either yeah like he no, yeah no. He, it's not like he has other friends that he has to like contend with and kind of explain why he's hanging out with this kid and and i i think he also just moved there too dexter yeah, because he's like, "Why did you move here?" And he's like, "I have to live somewhere." And he's like, "Yeah, but like, why here? You know, like, you're kind of like fucking up my shit, you know." But even in even in school, you can see that Eric is by himself. Like, he walks home mm. by himself. He's like bothered, and you know, it just it really sucks too. But um, I also really love the moment where they are like hanging out more, and they're in the grocery store, and it's like the two boys, and then it's Dex's mom, and. I think uh, she's like, oh, you guys are all riled up today. And they're like, oh, and they're just like acting all yeah. hyper. <laughs> and then they're in the produce section and she just kisses him on the, the cheek. And he looks so shocked. Like that's never happened to him before. Yeah. Like, he, yeah. he just, because like his mom does not have yeah, any. That is a sweet moment, yeah. His mom has like no affection for him at all. Like she's just, she's awful. But then, but then you also see the other side of it too, is that, it seems like the dad has left town or they've moved up there or has left town gone to, is still in new Orleans. Cause he says, my dad's still in new Orleans. So that means they moved up there and the dad has a girlfriend who's like 23. Yeah. So of course the mom is like, Oh yeah, maybe you and uh, Cindy <laughs> can like I... go get the movies for half price. <laughs> I, I thought that Cindy sounded fun. <laughs> yeah, they were in Lake Charles when he called. He's like, hey, everyone, thanks for calling. Me and Cindy are in Lake Charles till Tuesday. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. like, So, yeah, I mean, and it sucks, too, because he was like, oh, I'm just going to go live with Dad. And he was like, but I haven't told her yet. 
like when the when um Dex's mom asked like where's your dad I was like oh he's in New Orleans but you know as soon as they get settled down there I'm gonna go down there and she's like really he's like yeah yeah but you know I haven't really talked about it with my mom yet and I was like yeah I mean she'd be like yeah go yeah she said she's like well if he says yeah I'll put you on the next plane like I don't give a fuck so yeah she's just terrible and then I just said like the the bit where they're eating ice cream and he just mentions like oh can I have that and then the mom's like well you know like the doctors say it's okay but like we just for other people's kids like we just want to be safe and then that's when he's like oh right I forgot because like moments in the beginning of the story you forget like you it's just all about this friendship and it's not as like dark as it eventually gets and realistic but you forget you're just really watching these two kids just like become friends so fast and Mm -hmm. it's just so cool when you're younger and you have friends you know it's so simple and it's just so like you just want to spend all this time together like you just want to do everything together like he comes to the house and he's like i love when he comes to the house and he's like hey uh is dex here can i play with him and he has like the tire and, and she's like no, Dex is grounded. And he's like, oh, really? He's like, yeah, because he spent all of his money buying candy. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. And he turns around. She's like, I'm sorry, only till tomorrow. He's like, that's okay, I understand. And he's like walking away. And then she's like, oh, for God's sake. She's like, hold on. And she's like, Dexter, get your ass down here. And he's like, why? <laughs> I'm changing your punishment. You have to play with Eric. <laughs> and then he like runs out. <laughs> and then they're like, bye. <laughs> he just like runs out. That was like really funny. Um, and then I also, it's, it's kind of crazy too, when like, um, you see that they do the plants, like they first do the candy that doesn't work. Then they like try the plants because they saw in like the national Enquirer that some guy found the cure for AIDS from a plant. And, uh, they're like, they go and they try all the stuff. And, and then you see that, um, just like then like little moments start to come up. Like they have dinner at Dex's house and Dex is like really tired and then he, like, go and, like, the mom's, like, okay, let's go upstairs. And then he, like, she, like, grabs him and you see his head, like, on her shoulder. And then he has his napkin and he's looking at Eric and he's, like, sorry. Yeah. And he, like, drops, yeah. like, he's tired. Like, and, you know, he's, like, oh, God. And then Eric goes home and then he's, like, oh, my notebook. And then you see him come back and then he sees in the window, like, the mom just on the stairs, like, crying. Mm-hmm. Because she just knows. I was, like, oh. Like, this is where, like, everything starts to, like, it, like reality just slowly creeps in. You pick the saddest, like, mood, like, scenes. I know, yeah, I did pick this up. <laughs> I did pick, like, a lot of the sad ones, but it's just really good. Like, and, and then I like when they decide to leave. And, and then yeah. they leave at night, which I thought was really cool. And he's like, oh, yeah, my dad's cool. We can go down there. It's totally fine. And then they ask all those different, like, boats, you know, like, where are you going? Where are you headed? Yeah. And then they finally find Nikki Cat, and he's, like, this weirdo. And <laughs> they get on the boat, and then I love when they when they pick up Angle. And I love when Dex is, like, I think she asked Eric, like, can you rub some of this on my back? Like, suntan <laughs> oil or whatever. And then he's like, what's your name? And then she's like, Angel. And he's like, and he looks and he's like, you misspelled your tattoo. It says angle, not angel. And then she's like, I'm aware. And then she grabs the like lotion from Eric and Eric looks at, looks at Dex like, the fuck? <laughs> like, you just fucking ruined it. And then when they do the tubing and then he's like watching her and then he's like, and then he sees the other two, like the other guy and the other girl. And then he's like, looks funner with two people, doesn't it? <laughs> And then you see it's, like, Eric and Dex in it. And he's, like... And then Eric just looks so pissed because he, like, wanted to ride it with her. That was was really funny. 
Um, and then, of course, my favorite moment ever is when they're on the shore and they've been kicked off the boat. And that's when, um, like, they're running out of medicine. And and that's when he gets really scared. Like, Dex gets really scared. And that's when he gives him his shoe. Oh, and he's God. like, don't, like, worry. You know, like, if anything ever happens and you get scared again, like, just ask yourself, like, why am I holding this, like, smelly old shoe? And, like, you know, I must be nearby somewhere. And, of course, that ties oh. into the end where he, like, um, gives him his shoe at the end. Yeah. Um, it, like, destroys me, but I love it. Yeah. Like, it's it's so good. So, yeah, those are, like, my main ones. I mean, the, the chase was kind of weird, you know, where he, like, cuts his hand, you know, where they steal the money. And then you see, like, Nikki Cat and his friend are, like, chasing him through that bus station. Mm-hmm. And then they're, like, going all over the place. And, and then he, like, you know, cuts his hand. And he's, like, I have AIDS. Like, you know, like, he, and then he's, like, my blood is poison. And he's, like, running and, like you know, jumping around and everything. And, like, Eric is all excited. He's like, you're like a superhero or something. <laughs> yeah. like, this is so cool. You're like a superhero. So, yeah, they're like, there's some moments that are just, that are really good. And then it kind of gets, like, you know, obviously when, like, he they have to go back home. Mm. Um, that's when, like, you're like, oh, shit. And I feel like when I was younger, I was always waiting for, like, when is the moment that he's going to die? Like I, I know that yeah. he's gonna die in this in this film somewhere, but I always was wondering when. And then I think when it happened, like when they keep pranking, you know, the nurses and stuff in the hospital, and I was like, oh my god, like I never knew when it was true. And then when it did happen, and you see Eric like looking in the window, like come on, come on, like wake up, wake up, like come on, come on. And then you just slowly see how he's not waking up, and then the doctor's just like, I'm sorry. And then the mom, like you know, comes in, and it's just like. Ter- it's just terrible and oh also another moment that really fucking pissed me off and i remember watching this really vividly when the plant is poisonous and the police show up and then like dex's mom comes to eric's house and like the mom at this point had no idea that they were friends yeah and that's when she's like eric gave uh dex this paint this plant like and she's like what eric is involved in this what are you talking about and then that's when like he gives you know gives her the stuff and then the mom like grabs him and just starts slapping him it was like not measles not chicken pox aids like what are you trying to do like kill us both and then she's like that's it you're going to summer camp like mm-hmm. like fuck this i was like oh my god like this and then of course and not only that but you see all of the neighbors outside and like yeah. that's what she's like that's the big thing is that she probably could give a fuck about her kid but she's worried about all of the neighbors seeing that like her son is friends with this boy yeah and you know who knows what that means in their heads at this point but yeah she just and you see her look around to all the neighbors who are outside like like yeah they all see that it's you and your son and that he's friends with him and that there's you know that they're involved and everything but it's i'm glad the stigma is not around now but it was really terrible yeah you know? i think that it's still like not it could be better you know well, yeah of course it could I always mean, be better yeah just because um, um i mean like i, I remember i remember during the, that whole time that um did you remember when there was that ebola outbreak in like 2014 2015 like mm-hmm. west africa and they were like flying a like a bullet patient over to the United States for treatment. I think she was a nurse or something, mm-hmm. and people were like freaking out. And um, you know, people were um, there's like some talking head on on the news where it's like, well, people behave the same way when when AIDS happened. I was like, ah, uh, um, I'd be I'm still a little more scared of a bullet than I am of AIDS. <laughs> it's like just yeah, you know, just throwing it out there. <laughs> so, oh yeah, totally. Like, yeah, 
I don't know. Yeah, that's scarier though, Eva. Yeah, I mean Ebola's like fucking that's like the uh, eats your flesh, right? I think that's the one that like causes um like it like causes like lots of like oozing from like your eyes and like your gums, like you know, like oh, blood. God. And it I, I think it's I don't think it's it's it it I think it's like can be up to like ninety percent fatal, but I think it's usually like a fifty fifty. Oh wow! Thing, mm. but it's um, but like that's like spread through like you know like like fluids and like contact. I think it's much more contagious. Um, it's harder to get it though, right? I think that it's harder to get like HIV than this to get Ebola. So oh oh yeah. okay, wow. But, yeah. Is there a vaccine for Ebola? I don't know. I thought there was, or they were trying something out. Because like, um, I think for a while there was like no vaccine, no treatment. I think they, they've been ex- experimenting with some stuff. Oh, okay. So Yeah, I remember there was a patient, like, was it like Texas or Atlanta? Yeah, yeah. That's where the person in America was. Yeah. and uh, But I don't think it spread, though. Like, no, well, it's no, not like airborne. No. I mean, I think it's a, it's like fluid, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's like blood, it's like blood, saliva, breast milk. Oh, so um, saliva is one, mm-hmm. which is not an HIV. I, That's just blood and, and like semen, like other bodily fluids, yeah. but it's not saliva, though. I think that can also be spread through your sweat, too. Um, oh, okay, yeah. So they're, it's like everything, um, like every type of yeah, yeah. Fluid, yeah. Um, and, um, um, and there's that book called The Hot Zone that Richard Preston wrote about that Ebola outbreak that occurred in a population of, like, um, lab monkeys in Russian Virginia. Well, and that's the the show, right? Yeah, yeah. The show they did, the hot zone. Oh. And I think I think this version of Ebola was unique because one, it was airborne as opposed to like the regular kind that's just like spread through contact. Oh. Um, but like it was contained within like lab monkeys, but it could like cross over. I think like very easily. Um, oh, and it could have, you know, and this was occurring like West Virginia, so you know. And this is real. Like this yeah. actually happened. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Wow, infectious diseases are scary. They're, like they're people who work with them. And they're stuff. so cool. I love them. Yeah, um, I mean they're cool to study, but it's yeah. like really scary if you're studying them. You know, like you just don't know. Like you have all those protective suits. You know, you see those hazmat suits, but I mean they're you know microscopic particles. <laughs> like how do yeah. you know that they yeah. can't get in there? Mm, well, like, you know, <laughs> yeah, you don't. <laughs> yeah, you're like kind of putting yourself at risk by doing it. But I mean, but yeah, if, it's cool. If you start bleeding from the eyes, I'd say you have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. Like totally. Oh gosh. Well, I mean, that's all I have for my notes of this. I mean, this is. I don't even know what I'm gonna clip for. Uh, Instagram, TikTok, whatever. I'm actually, again, really curious to see who's seen this and who will listen to this one because this is one yeah, of those so like deep I. cuts. Yeah, it's it's like a deep cut, but it's definitely for the Brad Renfro heads out there. Um, it's definitely worth a watch. I mean, and for everyone else too who's in it. But I mean, for sure, Brad Renfro because you know has a limited catalog. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it was great. It should have won. He should have been nominated. Ugh. I mean, but you know, we we didn't get it. I mean, Anna Paquin like won. I know before this. Yeah. So I'm like, they do give it to child 
actors I and mean, they do give them nominations so. and like tatum o'neill had one as a as a, i think at the age of 10 for um and like for the movie paper moon so it does happen yeah it does happen yeah um, uh, kirsten dunce also got robbed she should have been nominated for interview with a vampire I, I, how the I, fuck she wasn't he really should have i don't Absolutely. understand and the fact that she just got an oscar nomination like last year is a crime yeah. Like, what have you all been doing? Like, have mm. you not seen, like, anything that she's done? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> like, she's so good. But she's another one, I feel like, who doesn't care. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, she's yeah. going to do what she wants to do. She doesn't, she's not going to, like, I feel like you have to campaign for the Oscar, too. Like, once you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's like, you don't just do your performance and expect to get nominated. Like, some people do. But it's like, when you knew Brad Pitt was going to win, because you saw him everywhere for that mm. movie. It was like, That's oh, okay, true. they're campaigning, yeah. like, to give him the Oscar. Like, it's already decided. It's just like, he has to do all these interviews and all this press. Like, I think and... he didn't deserve an Oscar for that film. No. But I think that's what I'm saying. He didn't deserve an Oscar for a lot of other movies that he made earlier on in his career. But he got it for the wrong one, you know? He should have gotten it for 12 Monkeys. He was nominated for that. But monkeys, yeah, definitely. he was probably too new that they were like, eh, he's just a pretty boy. You know, we're not going to give him that. But, you know, I guess he's proven himself. Mm-hmm. otherwise but who knows but but yeah i mean uh i forgot to mention rate and subscribe if you've gotten this far <laughs> i need to record my little infomercial for the pod so i can just insert it in the beginning somewhere so people remember to rate and subscribe and follow the patreon and do all that stuff and yeah i mean just let us know what you want us to cover we may or may not do it who knows <laughs> you like it follow okay. it on letterbox i have a whole list of what we're gonna do some people ask you know is this on the list so Letterbox is in the notes, so I have all of the stuff that we do, and I add stuff, and it's just stuff that I'm watching. And Jai got a letterbox. I'm trying to get Charles to get one too. Yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm on top of it totally. <laughs> I'm on top of that, Rose. <laughs> <laughs> you have to like make you one. It's like I just want my cinephile friends to do to <laughs> to make one, so that if I'm bored one day, I can look and see all the movies that you've seen, and I can like be like, oh shit, yeah, they've bored. seen that. That's good. <laughs> Well, you know, maybe not if I'm bored, but, you know, I can know, like, you got you both have seen a lot of movies that I haven't seen, so, you know, sometimes I'm curious, like, oh, I want to watch something, what is this, and what do they like about it, or do they like it, so, so, yeah, cool. Well, uh, we will see you all on the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.